Good morning. Today, Mazat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Hey in Maseches Megillah. And we start with Masnisin Mani in the middle of Dalid Ahmed Bez. For those of you, uh, this is all Leil Nishmas, Rev Chaim Zev Malinowitz. For you art school aficionados, it's the top of 4B2. Okay, so we were discussing what would be the halacha if the 14th of Adar falls out on Friday. So what's wrong with the 14th of Adar falling out on Friday? Well, uh, we said that if you live in one of the Ayaros, an unwalled city like Baltimore, so then you're going to read the Megillah on Friday. That's fine. Uh, if you live in Yerushalayim, so then Shushan Purim is going to be on Friday. So when are you going to read then? Shushan Purim is on Shabbos. So you do Friday with Baltimore. You do it at the same time. Okay, that's what our Mishnah said. Very good, Binyamin. Now, what happens if the 14th falls out on Shabbos? So if in Yerushalayim, so the Shushan Purim is on Sunday, that works out perfectly. You're fine. Everything is going to be on Sunday. But if you're in Baltimore, Mishnah had an interesting halacha that the um, Kriyasa Megillah is going to be moved back, right? Because, of course, the underlying issue here, we said, is that you cannot read the Megillah on Shabbos, and therefore you're going to move, not necessarily all of Purim, but you're going to move, as we will discuss, the Megillah back, not to Friday, but to Thursday, because once you're already moving it back, you're going to moving it to the previous Yom HaKnisa. Might as well learn it with, uh, read it with the people from the Kfar. I got a lot of flack because I finally convinced Jeremy Goodman from Silver Spring to listen to the Shir. Just in time for me to refer to Silver Spring as a Kfar and to Baltimore as an ear. But I'm trying to make an illustration. I'm referring, of course, to Woodside, not to Camp Mill, Jeremy. Okay, so now it goes like this. Says the, says the Gemara, whose opinion is this? we will see, see that the way we handle when the 14th falls out on Friday and, and Shabbos is not the, the way our Mishnah handles it, not necessarily the way everybody holds up. So our Gemara says, Mani, I Rebbe, I Rebbe Yossi. Uh, certain aspects of Mishnah sound like they're like Rebbe, others sound like they're like Rebbe Yossi as follows. My Rebbe, which Halacha uh, Rebbe are referring to as follows. The Tanya, we have a Brisa, Chalios Be'erev Shabbos. Again, the Brisa says, if the 14th comes out on Friday, Kfarim Yaros Kedolos Makdim Liyom Maknisa. That, right, both Silver Spring and Baltimore are going to read it on Thursday, right? That's not like our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, why would, why would Baltimore move back? I understand, Silver Spring always moves back to Thursday. Why would Baltimore move back to Thursday? That's not what we hold, right? And the walled cities stay on that Friday. So the Tanakama of this Brisa splits up, right, the walled and the unwalled cities. It keeps the walled cities on Friday uh, as opposed to Shabbos, but it moves back the unwalled city, um, as we will see, because it wants to keep this sequence of having the unwalled city first, and then they want to have Shushan Purim after Purim, in other words, right? The walled city going after the unwalled city, they want to keep that sequence. So Rebbe Omer, and this is why we say that our Mishnah is like either Rebbe or Rebbe Yossi, in this case, like Rebbe, Omer Ani, Lo Yiducha Yoros Mim Kaiman, Ela Elu Ve'elu Korin Biyom, in other words, the unwalled cities, the Ayaros, should just stay on Friday. I mean, you have the opportunity. It's the 14th is on Friday. Yeah, and that's when the unwalled cities are reading Megillah on the 14th. So why are you moving it? Rather, meaning both the walled and the unwalled cities should both just read on Friday. And so, right, you have competing sort of priorities here. The Rebbe wants to keep the 14th to be the day where the Ayaros read, because that's when we're supposed to read. And the Tanakama wants to keep the sequence of having the 
Shushan Purim after Purim. So much so that they're willing to push back the Ayaros to Thursday to, to read with the Kfar. So now we're going to read those two reasonings in the inside, and I'll just say it ahead. We're going to say, what's one's reason? What's the other reason? We're going to set up these two priorities, and it's basically going to be an impasse. Like, there's no, right, it's a zero-sum game. It's only going to be one or the other, and we don't really have a real reason why one should trump the other, but let's see. My time at a Tanakama. Why does the Tanakama want to keep it Purim and then Shushan Purim? Dechsev, Bechol Shana Veshana. Everything that we're going to say now, right, whether it's going to be Rebbe or Rebbe Yossi, it's all going to be based on this one Pasuk in the Megillah, uh, which says every, that every year we should do the same thing. And then it just becomes an argument of what do we mean by the same thing, right? It's the old joke of how do you know that you were supposed to wear a hat? He went out without a hat, right? And like, all it really means, it doesn't imply what you're supposed to keep uniform from year to year. But something's supposed to keep uniform. So says the Tanakama, just like every year you have Purim and then Shushan Purim, meaning this one walled city's one day, and then the following day is the world cities. So we should do it even on the year that the 14th falls out on Friday. And in order to preserve that sequence, move the unwalled city back one day. So now the Gemara asks the obvious question. Yeah, you're saying it should be uniform every year. How about reading on the 14th every year if you're an unwalled city? That's also every year. So as the Gemara answers, it's sort of an enigmatic answer. Shiny hacha to which uh, the arts called quote the Ritva, basically saying, what do you mean the low Efshar? Shiny hacha the low Efshar. In other words, the low Efshar, what? You created that yeah, you created that low Efshar, says Binyamin. That's right. In other words, low Efshar means it's a zero-sum game. Meaning, yeah, <laughs> what makes it different is that you can't have it both ways. You can't, oh, don't get me started on this. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't make any sense because why would you have your cake if not to eat it? The way to say it is you can't eat your cake and have it too. Right? Once you've eaten the cake, you can no longer have it. The point is, you can't have it both ways. Uh, either you're going to have Shut Purim and Shushan Purim, or you're going to have the Ayaros, right? Either you're going to have Purim followed by Shushan Purim, or you're going to have the Ayaros on the 14th. You can't have both, right? Because you're up against Shabbos, and you can't read the Megillah on Shabbos, so that's the low F show that we were talking about here. Okay. So that is thing. Now, the Gemara is going to say the same thing. This is what you call Dafyomi Gold, because we're going to say the same thing the other way now. The Rebbe my Taima, right? Before we said, what's the Taima of the Tanakama? But we're going to have all the same sources and just going to work our way back. This is what they call when you're running a marathon and out and back, Andrew. You run all the way to the end and then uh, half marathon, and you run the same uh, route back. The Rebbe my Taima, what, that's like the Tveria marathon. We will mention Tveria today if, we get, if, we ever, if I ever stop talking with side points. The Rebbe my Taima, Bechol Shana Vishana. Right, again, the same Pasuk, Bechol Shana Vishana. And we say, just like every year, you, the Ayaros read on the 14th, so too they should read on the 14th. I, says the Gemara, again, backwards, Maybe the, what should be uniform from year to year is that Purim precedes Shushan Purim by one day. Says the Gemara, Right? We're at an impasse. It's different here because it's a zero-sum game, and therefore you kind of have to pick what you're going to do. So this all has to do with Rebbe, right? Rebbe was the one that wants... Baltimore to read on the 14th, right? Uh, and to have it at the same date as Yerushalayim and to push back Shushan Purim in a case where Friday is the 14th. Now, how is our mission like Rabbi Yossi? My Rabbi Yossi asks the Mar, the Tanya Chaliyos Be'erev Shabbos, Mukafin Ukfar Makdim Liyom HaKnisa. 
right? If the 14th falls out on Erev Shabbos, right? So the walled cities can't read on the 15th. So what do you do? The way that Rabbi Yossi is like our Mishnah is in the way that he handles the Mukafin. Because Chali Yos Be'erev Shabbos, Mukafin Ukfarim Makadim in Liyom HaKnisiv, Ayaris Kedos Karin Bobayom. Bobayom meaning on Friday, right? The Tanakhama says that the walled cities and the villages, right, um, are going to read on Thursday. This is a, something that we're not used to because Tanakama is moving back the Mukafin, but not the Ayaros, right? We know in our Mishnah that you move back, right, once you're, once you're moving the Ayaros, well, again, we know that we move the Mukafin back to be on the same day as the Ayaros, right? They're both going to be on Friday. The Tanakama in this particular Brisa, because of the fact that Shushan Purim, again, it's the same case, where the 14th of Adar falls out on a Friday. So we said, what's the issue? So we said, the 14th of Adar, we hold, like, like Rebbe, that the Mukafin and the Ayaros are both going to read on Friday. Well, here, the Tanakama of a different Brisa says, so the first issue the Brisa had was they wanted to move the Ayaros back to Thursday. That's not our Mishnah, our Mishnah hold. Because we hold that the Mukafin and the Ayaros both read on Friday. This other Tanakam over here, Kenegi Rabiosi, wants to move the Mukafin, which is supposed to read on Shabbos, back to Thursday and leave the Ayaros on Friday. It's, it's, so you know where this is headed because this is a situation where you have Shushan Purim the day before Purim. Right, which is something that we never see. And so we're going to have the same conversation now with respect to Rabbi as follows. Right, so the case of Tanakama is that they're going to have Shushan Purim on Thursday and then Purim on Friday. The year, uh, yeah, uh, the year, yeah, the year my father passed away, he was, it was uh, on a Purim and Shushan Purim was Friday, as I recall. Anyway, Bayaras Kudos Karn Babiyom, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ain mukafin kodmin la yaros, right? And ela elu beelu, right? Korin bo beyom, right? Well, we know the halacha to be the same thing the Rebbe said that the walled and the unwalled cities are going to read it on Friday. And the point that Rabbi Yossi is making is that the mukafin do not, in fact, go back to Thursday. So now the Gemara is going to say the same thing it said before. My time is on the common. The chesib b'chol shana v'shana, right? Everyone is just trying to keep it uniform. Ba'chol shana v'shana yaros be'arbasar v'zmanu shalzeh lo zmanu shalzeh. So why does the Tanakam and this Brisa want to move Shushan Purim before Purim? Well, because Shushan Purim and Purim can never be the same day, right? According to our Mishnah, whether you hold like Rabbi or whether you hold like Rabbi Yossi, according to our Mishnah, if the 14th is going to be on Friday, so then both Baltimore and Yushalayim are going to read on Friday, we're going to move Shushan Purim and they're going to be the same day. Says the Tanakam of this Brisa, we don't like it to be the same day. I, we don't have a choice. We know that we can't move the Megillah later than the 15th, so we have no choice but to make Shushan Purim an unusual case before Purim, because every year, Purim and Shushan Purim are two different days. So similarly here, Afkana, Yaros, Barabasar, albeit earlier, at least Shushan Purim will be a different day than Purim. Says the Gemara, Ve'ema, so what would be the retort of Rabbi Yossi? Ve'ema, b'chol shana v'shana, ma'chol shana v'shana, ein mukafen kodmi la'yaros, avkan ein mukafen kodmi la'yaros. Right, there's another thing that we also have every year, which is that Shushan Purim comes after Purim, not before. So that should be what's uniform from day to day. <coughs> Says the Gemara, shiny hacha. No, here it's different. The lo'afshar. Again, the lo'afshar, it's a zero-sum game. You can't have it both ways. And so 
Um, obviously, only when all things being equal can, do you ha- can you have it on two days. But here you can't. And now we're going to circle back. My time in the Rabbiosi, Bechol Shan Vashana. Again, Rabbiosi is going to say that's Bechol Shan Vashana. Bechol Shan Vashana ain't Mukafin Kodmin Layaros. Afkan ain't Mukafin Kodmin Layaros. It's keeping it uniform every year that obviously Shushan Purim never precedes Purim. And we say, I, Vayema Bechol Shan Vashana. Makol Shan Vashana is Manashal Zeh. Lokshan is Manashal Zeh. So the Tanakama would reply, well, what do you mean? We, we always have Shushan Purim and Purim on a different day. And therefore, right? Why, uh, why are you, how can you, Rabbiosi, have both Purim and Shushan Purim on Friday? You should probably just make it on a different day and push Shushan Purim back. Afkan Zman Shalzeh says the Gemara, Shani Hacha Delo Efshar. So you see, we've now done uh, out and back laps twice on both of these issues, just to clarify again in review, and then we're moving on. Um, we have this issue, which is that we hold that Shushan Purim and Purim, we hold either like Rebbe or Rebbe Yossi. They both hold, this is why we said that we could hold like either one, uh, our Mishnah rather, not that we could hold like either one, but our Mishnah could be like either one, right? Because both Rebbe and Rebbe Yossi hold like our Mishnah, which is when the 14th falls out on a Friday, there's no Shushan Purim, essentially, because Shushan Purim is would be on Shabbos and you can't do that. So maybe there is a Shushan Purim, but you don't read Megillah, certainly on what we would call Shushan Purim, which is the 15th. So we do what the Mishnah does, which is we will read, well, what do we do is we'll get into, we'll get into the Purim Meshulash in a minute. And Purim Meshulash, Purim Meshulash is when the 14th is on uh, Shabbos. That's a different thing. That's in Yerushalayim. On Friday, you're going to read the Megillah and you're going to give Matanus Lev Yonim. On Shabbos, you're going to do like all the laning and the benching uh, inserts for Purim. And then on Sunday, you have the Suda and the Mishloch Manos. That's what Purim Meshulash is uh, in, in uh, Shushan Purim. But be that as it may, we hold that when the 14th is, that's when the 14th is on a Shabbos. But when the 14th is on a Friday, we are going to do the Pur- Shushan Purim and Purim both on the 14th. We're not pu- pushing Shushan Purim behind, before it, etc. And we're not pushing, we're neither, we're neither pushing Shushan Purim two days back, nor are we pushing, uh, the, the regular, what we call Purim one day back. Okay. Says the Gemara, however. Does Rebbe really hold that you can't shift back the Ayaras to Yom Knisa? Where is he getting, where is he going with this? As follows. The whole reasoning for Rebbe right, that we read in Baltimore and Yerushalayim the same day on Friday is because he wants to keep it on the 14th. However, we do have a case in our Mishnah where Baltimore reads on the third, uh, really on the uh, 12th, as Max pointed out. When? When the 14th falls out on Shabbos and we're already going to be moving Baltimore, so then we don't move it one day, you move it two days. Well, it should be the answer to the Gemara. Like, if you can keep it the day that you keep it, so then keep it. But once you're moving it, so you can already move it, right? Like when you pick up Muktzah, Right, it's like once you already picked it up, you could put it uh, where you wanted it in certain cases. Okay, not to get into Chashavas Muksa again. So go like this: Right, when the fourteenth falls on Shabbos, this is our mission. I said it also. So obviously, Woodside is going to read it. That's in Silver Spring is going to read it on the Thursday. By Yaros Kedos, Corn Bear of Shabbos. And we're going to have the cities in the Tanakhama and that Paisa are going to have you read on a Friday. Lamachar in this case meaning Sunday, right? Because that makes sense because that's the 15th. However, Rebbe Omer, that's the Brisa, and that's in fact what our Mishnah holds. 
Right, once you're already moving Baltimore away from Shabbos, let's move it all the way back to Thursday, presumably so that Baltimore and Silver Spring can read it on the same day and make it easier so that Binyamin doesn't have to lay Megillah twice, both on Thursday and on Friday. So now, says the Gemara, Hachi Hashta. Yeah, you can't compare it. In other words, the Kasha, the Gemara here is that we see, right, the whole point that Rebbe was having Baltimore and Yerushalayim read on the same day of Fridays because he didn't want to move, move the day from Baltimore, right? It was a zero-sum game. There was, because uh, otherwise the Tanakama and that price, I wanted to preserve the sequence of first Purim and then Shushan Purim and therefore move the Baltimore reading to the 13th. But we're saying over here that, uh, but we said then the Rebbe didn't want to move it because he wanted to be able to read the Megillah on the 14th, the day it's supposed to be read in Baltimore. And yet we see that if the 14th fell out on Shabbos, Rebbe is willing to move the day. So the Gemara says, no, that Haki Hashna, can you compare those two cases? Right, which is what we just said. That if the Zman was on Shabbos, obviously you can't read it on Shabbos, so you're going to move it. Once you're going to move it, it doesn't matter that much whether you move it to Friday or already to Thursday. May as well move it to Thursday, make Binyamin only lean it Berov Am on once on Thursday. But here, you have the opportunity when the 14th falls out on Friday to read it on Friday, and therefore you should preserve that opportunity, and it is a better, bigger priority to keep it Bismana. Oh, uh, okay. So now we're going to say an Amoraic statement. We're going to say who holds like this. Okay, where did Rav Huna hold like, let's see if we could give a statement of Rav Huna and figure out who he held like. He said the following. Well, that sounds like our Mishnah. Sounds like Rebbe, right? When Purim falls out on Shabbos, meaning the 14th, so then everyone, who's everyone? So that's what the Gemara is going to ask. What do you mean? Hakol nitchin salkadaitach? You're going to say that the Kfarim and the Ayaros and the, and the Mukafos Choma are going to be on, on Thursday? Why would you do that? If Purim falls out on Shabbos, there's no reason why your Shalayim shouldn't do it on Sunday. They have everything on Sunday, right? That would be the, the ideal day. No, it means like our Mishnah said. There's just civil spring in Baltimore should be uh, shifted to Thursday. Come on, Karebi. Right, that's like our. That's like what we just said. That's what we said. Rabbi said that he shifts the unwalled cities back all the way to Thursday. The so now the Gemara says. Uh, finally, it asks. Okay, so all of this obviously is predicated on the idea that you can't read Megillah on Shabbos. Why is that? Right, we have all these different shitos uh, as to how to handle the situation um, of when 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 uh, the fourteenth is on Friday or on Shabbos. But what one thing that is unmovable that nobody disagrees with is that you can't read Megillah on Shabbos. My time, says the Gemara, and then we also know this has to do with Lulav and Shofar also. But in this case, we're only talking about Megillah because it's Mesechus Megillah. Right? Everybody's Chayiv, but not everybody knows how to read it. Therefore, I might want to take my Megillah and walk it over to Binyamin's house. And that will mean that I'm going to bring it uh, for Amos and Shusha Rabim, Isser of Hotsa, the Hainu Taima the Shofar, the Hainu Taima the Lulav. The same thing would not only affect the Darabonon of Megillah, but even the Darices of Shofar and Lulav. And unbelievable, right? Can you take, can you take Chazal, a mitzvah, asay mi Daraisa, and with Peshev Taseh, do a Gezerah, that we're not going to let you, right, um, blow Shofar even, and shake Lulav on Shabbos. Giant sugyas as we know, right? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is no Rosh Hashanah between my house and Binyamin. Um, we're part of a bungalow colony, so it's like one Rosh Hashanah Yachid. You can, if, uh, in many ways. Okay. Uh, the Tosas here is going to point out there's obviously the very contrast what we, in what we learned in Perak Rebeloza de Mila, but not for now. We are not yet on Dafhe, and Andrew is about to get angry, so let's keep going. We're going to move now. Okay. So now. Let's re- so now, that was the reason that we all know why we don't read Megillah on Shabbos. However, the Gemara gives another reason. Right, the Aniyam know that the Matanas of Yonim come on Purim. Well, uh, since you can't give Matanas of Yonim on Shabbos, let's shift it. Because then they're going to be like, well, where, where is everybody? Where, where, where's, the, where, 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 where's the money? So in order to not create that situation, we're going to always push it back to a weekday where they could come to Megillah and know that they're going to get their money. Fine. Right, this supports Rabbi Yosef's shita that even though we said that the kfarim go back to Yom Aknisa, right, we're still going to give it, and uh, we're still going to give all the all the um, all the matanos levyonim on that day, right? Um, fine. So then, that's a. So what do you mean afa pisha amru? That's a weird statement. What do you mean afa pisha amru? It's because amru. That's what the Gemara asks. Yeah, because we move the Megillah back, that's why we give it on that day. So the Gemara, Right, yeah, so let's amend that and say it the way you said we should say it, which is to say that since we're saying already that we're Maktim, the Kfarim Shio Maknisa, as we already just uh, outlined, right, when you have a poor Meshulash, right, when the 14th and you're Shal- it, is in is on Shabbos, so then it's all over the place. Shabbos is supposed to be the day to do the Purim uh, inserts, but Friday we're going to read the Megillah and we're going to give Matanas Levionim. Then we can do the Mishloch Manos. That's already later, and the Suda. That that already all the people who are not a name they can have that on Sunday. Fine. Last word on Dalman Beis Aval Simcha Inanoheges Elabizmana. Right, the actual Suda as we just discussed. So that'll be on the fourteenth. But we're going to move everything else to the Yom HaKnisa, everything else, meaning uh, the Kriyas Megillah and the Matanas Levionim. You want to do that as early as possible, again, because we don't want the Evionim to have to wait. Okay. Fine. Daf Hayamadalaf. Amarav. Megillah Bizmana. Koronasaf Yilu Biyachid. Shalom Bizmana Basara. A new idea here. That when you're reading it, Shalom Bizmana, as we've discussed, because it could be all over the map in terms of the date, so then maybe you need a minion to read it. As opposed to when you're reading it, on, you have a regular day, Purim 14th falls out on Tuesday, you're reading it on Tuesday, so maybe there you can read it B'yachad and B'yotzeh. Ravasi, however, says, Amar ben bizman, ben shalom bizmana, asara. Either way, you need a minion. And sure enough, one time there was an actual case where the Megillah was supposed to be in its proper time, and whatever the case was, Rav was choshesh, and he held like Ravasi. He made sure, even though the Megillah was read, being read at the proper time, uh, he made sure to read it with a minion. Right? Which makes sense, right? Because there is a presume Nisa, Rovam Adras Melech, etc., etc. The question is, are you Yotze with less? Okay, so let's see. Umiyama Rav Hachi, did Rav really hold like uh, Ravasi? After all, Rav Rabbi Yudab Rav Shemal Bar, she lost Mishra the Rav, Purim Shechalios Bishabbos, Erev Shabbos Zmanam. Right? We said. That if Purim is on Shabbos, meaning the fourteenth, um, then Friday is the proper time to read the Megillah. Ask the Gemara. Erev Shabbos zmanam, Shabbos zmanam. Who? What do you mean, Erev Shabbos zmanam? <laughs> if anything, in other words, what it's going to say is that that's when you're going to read. 
But obviously, it's not Bismanam, right? By definition, Bismanam is the, is the 14th. We're talking about an unwalled city. I love Hachikamar. Uh, let's just rephrase it. Shalom Bismanam Kizmanam. Ma'azmanam Afilabiyachid. Af Shalom Bismanam Afilabiyachid. That's what he wanted to say. This was a statement, again, <clears throat> in the name of Rav, we made a statement that, that even though it was not Red Bisman, meaning it was an Arab Shabbos, it was, um, that it was a perm that fell out on Shabbos and then you ended up having to read it on Erev Shabbos, the halacha is what is kept. We keep the halacha as if it's bismanam, which is to say that you could read it even privately. So now we have machlokas within Rav. It sounds like Rav, we can't tell. Rav holds, like it, we said that Rav was chosher tervasi and needed to have a minion when you're reading a bismana. And now it sounds like he need, that you don't need to have a minion if it's not bismana. Says the Gemara, lo. The inyan mikra megillah ba'asara that, no, that statement, that second understanding that we had over here of bismanam lo bismanam, we, we were confused enough without misunderstanding it, so let's just straighten it out and understand it again, that this is what it meant. It didn't mean leinian mikro megil sorry. It wasn't talking about meaning at all. It was talking about a different topic altogether. Elamai Erev Shabbos Zmanam, Rebbe, to go back to what we started our conversation with today, which is why it's so good that we didn't start on Hamad Aleph, because we would have forgotten what we said yesterday. The Amar Hoyel Venitcha Yarasmim Koman, Yidchul Yamaknisa, that Rav held of this, that once you're moving the dates of the Ayaros, move it to Yamaknisa, Hakram Mashmalan, and that's Hakam Mashmalan, rather, and that's why Rav therefore teaches us not like that, the Erev Shabbos is Manamhu, that you should, in fact, if you're in Baltimore, uh, and it falls out, put him on the 14th, totally read it on the 14th, but that's the proper time, like our Mishnah said, like Rebbe said, and therefore it's totally unrelated to the issue of Yachid and Rabim, and it is what Rav said in that statement, but be that as it may, Rav is still going to hold, right, that you're going, what he had said before, that you're going to be reading, right, B'yachid, Chashlei Rav Levasi, that you're not going to be reading B'yachid, uh, uh, rather, you're going to always want to read it, the Megillah, with a minion. Okay, so now we're at the Mishnah, on Ham and Aleph. And this Mishnah we've already referenced a few times, teaches like four unrelated things. So let's see. And so now we get to see the uh, Locus Classicus, Binyamin, the original source of these things. Here we go. Ezer Gedola. So we're talking about Ir Ayaris Gedola's prior. So you said, Kol right? A real city, so to speak, is when you have 10 uh, people of, uh, in Kolel sitting there waiting in Shul. Pachos Mikana Reza Kfar. Less than that, it's considered Woodside. It's considered a village. So we're going to use the word village City and walled city. Okay. So village, unwalled city, and walled city. So ve'elu amr makdim v'lo says the Mishnah. Uh, so in all of these cases that we just talked about, right, we said that we are going to move the Megillah what? Always earlier. So it happens to be that the case of Shushan Purim is the 15th. But all the other cases, when you can't do it on its proper day, the 14th, you're going to move it all the way back, as we've said, to the 11th, but never later. But there are cases, says our Mishnah, where we actually postpone uh, an event that takes place if we can't do it at its proper time. What are those examples? As follows. Aval zman atzei kohanim. Normally we wouldn't know what this means, the zman atzei kohanim, but for the fact that we just finished Masechus Tainus, Baruch Hashem, and towards the end we talk about the dates, as Rashi says, like we just learned in Masechus Tainus, talk about the dates that the different families would chop the wood for the, right, for the Beis HaMikdash. Tish above. As we know, if Tisha B'Av falls on Shabbos, for example, so we'll postpone it to Sunday. We're not going to do it the day earlier, right? Chagiga, the Chagiga offering, right, was brought with the Karbanos. Um, and we will see that that could be, that, that could be brought for a whole week afterwards. Rashi, here, the Chagiga. 
So what happens if Yontiv, right, if Yontiv is on Yontiv, so according, this is going to be Machlokas, but can you bring the Korban Chagiga on Yontiv? There's a Korban Chagiga and a Korban Olas Riyah. When you come, right, to the base of Mikdash, maybe rebuilt speedily in our days, right, so you have to bring both. Olas Riyah is, as the phrase suggests, an Ola. So that gets burnt up. So it's not really an ochel nefesh there, although we'll see there's a shita that says that you can do that on Yantav also. But because, to the extent that it's burnt up and not eaten, so maybe you can't eat it, but the shami chagiga you eat on Yantav. So therefore you should be able to bring the korban chagiga, which is the korban that accompanies, right, the regalim. You should be able to bring that korban on Yantav. However, what if Yantav falls out on Shabbos, as it sometimes does? So then, do you do it the day before? No. <laughs> you do it the day after. The Gemara is going to give us the obvious reason. You can't do it the day before because it's lav's mana, right? It's no, it has no significance before yantiv, right? So the only thing that you can do is later. But this is what Rashi spells out, that, um, and he points out in addition that you have seven days. In other words, you have all of yantiv to do it, and as we will see, Shavuos, which of the three regalim is only one day, that you're also going to have seven days to bring the Korban Chagiga. Um, we're going to be learning Masechus Chagiga, guys. That's two Masechus away from now. Okay. <clears throat> so then this is going to be like back in your hand soon enough. But be that as it may, for now, Chagiga is pushed off um, to later of a Hakel, right? The famous mitzvah of Hakel. If it falls out that Yontiv is on Shabbos, right? Hakel was on uh, Sukkot. It falls out that it's on Shabbos. So then you're going to move it the next day. So those are all examples that you do it the next day and not earlier. Okay. So that is issue number two. Issue number three. Unrelated. Back to Purim. Even though we say that we move back, but not later, mutarn behesped of matanus In other words, when we do move back the kriyas hamegila by a day, that does not mean that we shift the entire celebration of Purim by one day. Which is to say that if you have a opportunity, if you need to have a tainus or hesped or or matanus levyonim, we don't say that you can't do it on those days. It's not fully Purim, and therefore you can have a hesped. Okay. And tainus. So uh, it's just, it just means that we're moving the Megillah, but we're not moving the entirety of Purim. Okay. Now, Amar Rabbi Yehuda. So now, a fourth idea. Amasai. Which, when can a village read it earlier? This we already quoted. This idea, Right? So that's only in a case where you actually have, right? We're talking about a kfar here. When are you going to move the kfar, the village, Back to Sheni Chamishi. Well, that's only in the case where that's the relationship between the Kfar and the ear, that people actually go in to the ear on, on Monday and Thursday. Right? But Woodside is going to read Megillah on the 14th if it, if the people from Woodside don't regularly go to Seven Mile, right? Don't regularly go on Monday, every Monday and Thursday to Seven Mile in Baltimore. Then you're going to read it on the regular day that's supposed to be the 14th. This whole idea of moving the Kfar to the Yom HaKnisa only applies if that's the culture, right, or so to speak, right? And, and you need to do it in order to accommodate them. But if you don't, so read it on the 14th. It's not like a mitzvah for them to move it back. Okay. It's just a pragmatic concern, as we've said. Okay. <laughs> Fine. So now, Zuck the Gemara. Tano. Asar Batlanim Shevesa Knesset. What's this? Asar Batlanim, as Rashi says, first wide lines in Rashi. You want them to sit it there, Right, and you pay them. Nizon Michel Tzibur. It's literally a koilel that everybody pays. It's a community koilel so that you never have a situation where minion starts at 6.25 a.m. and you don't have a full minion by then. Okay. Um, that, so we're the Batlanim, right? That's why they instituted this Dafyomi beforehand, so they have more people beforehand. We know what we're here for. Okay. So what we talk about here, that why do we move back uh, 
just the Megillah, uh, right? But not the full part. My time. I'm sorry. Uh, the topic of why we why we only move Purim back, but we never move it forward, because we already said, the Pasuk says, this is the Pasuk from the Megillah. Yavar means when you have an opportunity to do Purim, you don't pass it, which means you don't pass the 14th, right, and not celebrate Purim. So any time, right, so any time you have the opportunity, if you can't do it on the 14th, and you know that in advance, do it earlier, not later, because you can't pass the 14th without having celebrated Purim. Okay, once we already quoted Rabbi Abba Meshmuel, we'll do as we often do, say another unrelated halacha in his name. Totally unrelated here. When somebody says, <coughs> see you in a year, or whatever, um, that, that's not really the example that the, the, the Gemara gives. Let's say a person is, makes a vow, I'm not going to drink wine for a year. So he makes a neder. So what does he mean a year? It means 12 months. Regardless of how many days those months contain. In other words, when he says, I'm not going to drink wine for a year, he doesn't mean 365 days, so 364 and a quarter or whatever it is. He means 12 months. Right? Because we have a source for that, uh, that years are determined by months. Right? Years are de- determined by months, uh, not by days. Obviously, we are in a Shanamu Barrett, so I guess if you say a year, does it mean 13 months? Not for now, but... Bottom line is the years are determined by months. de Kesari, the rabbis of Kesaria said, So just like years are determined by months, months are not de- are determined by days, not by hours. So for example, Shanamar Ad Chodesh Yamim, right? Let's say you have a case, a person gives a get um, on condition that he does not return within a month. So he doesn't mean 30 days from this moment or to the hour, like I'm now I'm boarding a 2 p.m. flight. So count 30 days on, and, then, uh, and then whatever, uh, 11 hours till 2 p.m. No. It means, right? You count by days, not by hours. Fine. Next clause in our Mishnah, two dots. The cases that we actually postpone, unlike Megillah that we move back, the, these are things that we postpone. So Tisha B'Av, well, we know why we push off Tisha B'Av, because we don't like to bring the bad news and all the right sorrow. We don't want to do that earlier. We're not jumping to do that. So that's the reason for that, right? And therefore, right, when we have a Nidcha, we don't, right, when Tisha B'Av falls out on the Shabbos, we don't do it on Arab Shabbos, we do it on Sunday, as we do. Chagiga v'hakel, what about Chagiga v'hakel? Well, that's Pasha too. Right? Obviously, if Yontiv hasn't arrived yet, so you don't have the Chiyuv for Hakel or Chagiga yet. So obviously you're not going to do it. Fine. Says the Gemara, Tana, Chagiga because man Chagiga me Achrin. We could, we could postpone, right, the Chagiga. And what is this? Calls man Chagiga. What's going on? Bishleim Chagiga. I can understand that the actual Karban, the Mikla Bishabatam Achrin, Levasa Shabbatam, because you can't bring the Karban on Shabbos. And it means that if the first day of Yantiv falls out on Shabbos, just do it the next day. What does it mean? What does that mean? We can't push off the time. It sounds like you push off the time that ideally should be brought, but that doesn't happen. So what is it referring to? So I'm Yoshia Hachikamer. This is what the explanation is. That What's going on? In other words, um, that Chagiga... You're going to be me'acher, 
And the olos reir, you're going to be acher even if it falls out on yantiv, like we said, right? If chagiga falls out, unlike chagiga, korban chagiga, when a korban chagiga falls out on yantiv, well, it always does fall out on yantiv. And you bring the korban chagiga on yantiv. So that's fine. The only time you're going to push off chagiga is when it's on Shabbos. The olos reir, however, you're going to push off even if it is on yantiv, right? In other words, every time you bring an olos reir, um, according to this manda amar, you're going to move over, right? Because even though it's the actual time, that's the point. Even though it's on Yantiv Dizman Chagiga, right? Even though the time, it's the time to bring Chagiga, which is the time to bring the Olus so to speak, right? Because ideally the only reason you're bringing the Olus is because you're coming to Olaregel on Yantiv. Still, we push off the Olus because you don't do the Olus on Yantiv according to this Shita. However, Mani, who holds like that? The Bechamai. That is Shitas Bechamai. It's not, because we learned in the Mishnah in Meseches Chagiga? No. It's, uh, we already learned it. Meseches Beitza. Beitzam, Armin, Mavin, Shlomim, Beyantov, Ein Somchen, Aleyem. Right? You can bring the Shlomim. Ein Somchen. You don't do Smicha, right? Which is part of the carbon when you lean on it. That's already, uh, we have a halacha that you're not supposed to lean on animals for support on Shabbos and Yantiv. So we don't do the Smicha, but we can bring the carbon because you can, you can shacht and cook on Yantiv. So that's the patent. That's Beit Shammai's suggestion that bring the carbon chagiga, but just don't do the smicha, right? Avalo olos. But Beit Shammai says, don't bring the carbon ola, because obviously that's burned up in ola Hashem. However, that's Shitas Beit Shammai. In the Mishnah of Beit we learned, Yeah, do the smicha, do the shlamim, and bring the olos, even though you're not going to eat it. Why? Because how do you define tzarech yantiv? Tzarech yantiv could mean only when it comes to culinary delights, right? Eating. Tzarech as you would say, right? But Beisilel defines it differently. If that's what the Yantav calls for, is to bring a Korban Ola, then it certainly is Tzarech Yantav, Andrew. And therefore, lean on it. Okay. And bring that Korban uh, Ola Sriya. Very good. Okay. That was the, right, the cryptic statement when we said... Uh, that that chagiga v'kolz man chagiga me'achrin. But Rava had a different interpretation of what this meant. Rava Amar chagiga v'zman chagigim me'achrin means like this: tfe more, tfe lo more than that. It can't be postponed. In other words, the entire yantiv, but not beyond that. In other words, you can't just bring a korban chagiga for Pesach um, uh, on the nine days. You know what I mean? The tanan, like we learned in the Mishnah in chagiga, as we learned soon enough, uh, as follows. Right? If you didn't bring the Korban Chagiga on the first day, as you should, so then you could do it all through Yantiv. But once Yantiv passed and you didn't do it, then you're no longer responsible for it. No longer responsible. Well, yeah, in other words, not only no longer responsible, you can't do it anymore. So you can't save it for your nine days barbecue, right? Ravashi Amar. Chagiga v'cholzman chagiga me'achrin. Another explanation, the third explanation of Rashi. What does this enigmatic statement mean? V'afilu atzeres t'chad yom me'achrin. Ah, right? This is going back to what we said before, that even Shavuos, that's only one day, can you postpone it? It's a problem. Right? Here we have two days Shavuos, but you're in your Eretz Yisrael, it's only one day. What if that one day falls out on Shabbos? Have you lost out on the Korban Chagiga for Shavuos? Says the Gemara, no. Because as we learned in the Mishnah, modim, right, she'imchal atzeres, Right, we're going to learn this in in uh, also. That you can do it and uh, after Shabbos as well. Good, fine. <coughs> so now going back to postponing Tishabov. 
Rebbe Natan Atiyah B'Purim. An unusual uh, story. Rebbe did some planting on Purim. We are going to pick apart this uh, story about Rebbe in, in many different ways. So, first of all, he planted a tree, and then he bathed in the famous uh, in Tzipori on Shivasa Batamas, took a shower. And he wanted to abolish Tishabov, as we'll see, not exactly, but hold on. Chachamim didn't agree with this. What did they did not agree with? They didn't seem to mind the shower or the planting. They didn't like the idea of Akira's Tishabov. Oh, let's see. No, no, no. You're telling this, you're butchering. Rebbe Lokachayamaisa. You're butchering this story. This was the Maisa. No. What happened was that it was a Nidche, right? Tishabah fell out on Shabbos. And so they wanted to say Tishabah was on Sunday. All Rebbe said was, No. Once, you're going, once we miss Tishabah, fell out on Shabbos, so then Sunday we don't have to fast and do Tishabah. And we missed it. This year we don't have Tishabah. That's what the Chachamim didn't agree. But it wasn't like he took the actual Tishabov on a Tuesday and said, we can't do Tishabov. He didn't want to abolish it altogether because he thought Mashiach was here or something like that. He just meant that it's a nitche, nitche. And upon hearing this, from Abba Rezavda, who misunderstood the story, said to Rebbe Lazar, it's a good thing that we have the Chavrusa. It's very good that both right, Binyamin and Andrew are here because a lot better. You have checks and balances when you have a Chavrusa checking you out. He said, yeah, you, you straightened me out on this story. Fine. Now, let's, let's, let's analyze more of the story. Remember, he planted and then he took a shower uh, on Shivasa Vatamas, planted in Purim, took a shower on Shivasa Vatamas and, and uh, didn't want to keep uh, Nidcha. So what's going on? After, so let's go back to the planting on Purim. Rebbe hechi not on the Purim. Can you plant trees on Purim? I vatani Rebbe Yosef simcha v'mishta v'yantiv. Right? That's the Pasuk from the Megillah. It says the yom simcha v'mishta v'yantiv. Sounds like this should be an Isser Malacha on Purim, Andrew. Simcha milamit shasurim behesped. Okay, simcha is where you know that you can't do it hesped on Purim. Mishnah milamit shasurim betainus. Mishnah is how you know that you're not allowed to fast on Purim. The yantiv milamit shasurim yes melacha. Yantiv sounds like it's yantiv. Not exactly yantiv, but certainly an aspect of yantiv where you don't do asiyas melacha. Right, so the Gemara answers, Ella, Rebbe bar arbesar hava. Well, Rebbe, this, again, just like we misunderstood Rebbe's action before, we misunderstood it here too. We, we, we misunderstood with regard to Tishabov. Now we misunderstood with regard to Purim. Rebbe lived in, so to speak, Baltimore, right? He lived on an unwalled city. And this planting took place in Jerusalem Purim. Let's say he lived in Beit Shemesh. So he's planting in Beit, well, it's a controversy, but let's call Beit Shemesh an unwalled city from the time of Yeshua Benun. See, it's not a big controversy. It's just like a few think that maybe, okay. So the point is, we treat Beit Shemesh always like an unwalled city. So he, he was planting on Shushan Purim. That's okay. That's like a regular Chol day in Beit Shemesh, so to speak. It is Shushan Purim, but... Uh, so you don't do tainus for hespid, but you can plant a tree. You can work. So Aini, is that true? Rebbe b'tveria hava. I told you we'd mention tveria. Tveria marathon. Did it twice. Ninety-two degrees. Not for now, even though it was in January. V'tveria mukefas chomem imos yeshu nun havai. Tveria can't be a unwalled city because it, in fact, was a walled city historically, and then we know that that was Rebbe's shtut. That's where he lived. Okay, so once you know the historical context, you know the Rebbe lived in Tveri, you know that Tveri is treated as a walled city. I don't think it is today. But anyway, um, the whole question of which cities are considered walled cities, we have to look back into this. But be that as it may, the case that Rebbe is talking about is he planted on the 14th because it was a regular Purim, but he was living in Tveria, which observed Shushan Purim. 
Now the Gemara questions this. Are you sure that Tveria was had a wall at the time of We know the Chizkia would read Megillah on the fourteenth and fifteenth when he lived in Tveria because out of what? Out of Suffolk. He he was unsure whether Tveria was Mukefas Choma, and that's why he did so. The Gemara says, That which was uncertain to Chizkiah was actually Pasha to Rebbe. Rebbe understood and was is like a machlokas in Metzius, a historical Metzius. Rebbe was sure that it was a walled city, and he paskin, we should say, it was a walled city in time of Yeshua Benun. Was it really so obvious to Rebbe that, uh, that, that Tveria was a walled city? And if it was Mishari, does that really mean that he can plant on the 14th? Vaxiv and Megillas Tainis, getting back to Megillas Tainis, as Yom Arbasar, as Yom Chamishasar, Yom Puraya Inun, right? So Megillas Tainis goes through Hanukkah and all the days, and it mentions Purim as well. It just says that 14th and 15th, like our Megillas Esther says. But, so you would have said, well, it just means that regular city, regular unwalled cities do 14th, Shushan Purim means 15th. Let's see. But yet, Megillas Tainis, it says that 14th, 15th, Lomis Pad Bahon. No, you don't say a hespet on either the 14th or the 15th. That there was a shita of Rava, that the reason why Megillus Tainus mentions both of them is to tell you that you can't have what? Tainus and, right? You can't have Tainus and hespet on either days, right? Regardless of whether you're uh, living in your Shalim or Beit Shemesh, 14th and 15th are off limits for Tainus and hespet. Yeah, but you can't apply that to planting a tree. In other words, the Isra Malacha doesn't travel with the Isra Tainus for Hesped. Right? So as I mentioned, my father passed away on a Purim, it was a Thursday, and then the next day was Shushan Purim. There was also, even though we were in, whatever, Long Island, right, there was the Shushan Purim, we don't have Tainus and Hesped. That's why I don't fast. A lot of people fast on the yard site for their father. But... Uh, some people, if they can't fast on that day, they, they, they do the day before and the, or the day after. But the day before is Tainus Esther. I'm fasting anyway. The day after is Shushan Purim. I can't fast on Shushan Purim either. Okay. But, but, but this all has to do with Hesper and Tainus. The Yisra Malacha not. So Aini, is that really true? That work is forbidden only one day and allowed on the other day? Rav saw a man. He was doing like work. He was sowing flax on Purim itself. And he cursed him. And the flax did not grow. So we see that it sounds like the Malacha... Wait, so what's the problem? It sounds like maybe he was supposed to be in Yerushalayim or not. Well, the Gemara sorts it out now. Yeah, that's because it was on Purim Mamish. Purim, there still is the idea of Isser Malacha and Purim. Is there an idea of Isser Malacha? Not for now. 13 lines up from the wide. Uh... 13 lines up like this. Rabba bereid the Rabba Amar. A different reason why you might be allowed to plant on Purim. We're going to have several reasons. Afilu tema biyomei. Even on Purim itself, hesped betanyas kibilu aleyu. Malacha lo kibilu aleyu. That's the same question we just asked right now. Is there even an Isra Malachas? Hesped betanyas, yes. Halacha lamaisa, we can't do. Is there Isra Malacha on Purim? So it said we have a, we have a Pasuk. To me, Karak, Siv, Simcha, Mishnah, Viyantiv. In the beginning, it sounds like it's Simcha and Mishnah and even Isra Malacha of Yantiv. Yeah, but at the end of Megillah Sester, it leaves out Yantiv, right? Yantiv Why does it leave out Yantiv? It, presumably to say that there's no Isra Malacha on Purim. So if there's no Isra Malacha, why was he cursed by Rav? Yeah, because it was something that was technically Meikar Adin Mutter, but there was a Minhag to keep from working on Yantiv. Uh, on Purim, rather, Uva Asri the Rebbe, Lo Nahug. 
So what ended up happening is <coughs> that there was a minhag, and the reason why he was cursed was Rabbi Rav lived in a place where that was the minhag makom, and he says you should not violate the minhag makom. However, in Rebbe's city, it was not the minhag to avoid melachan purim, and therefore he didn't have a problem with it. Or another possibility is maybe it was the minhag, but this was a netiyah shel simcha, as we will see, as soon enough, as we learned in, in Tainus, right? As we learned in Tainus that avru elu lonanu b'matim masu matan be'erusim risuin, right? When you had the Tainus, when you are going to see, when you weren't answered and didn't get rain, so then you're, then you are reducing the commerce, reducing malacha, as we said, when the, when the things get really bad with the rain, as we've learned in the Mishnahis and Tainus. And those were the things that we reduced, the, the, the simcha. In other words, ironically, that which is, not really ironically, but that which is usur on Tainus, because the rains aren't coming, that is the definition of what is mutter on Purim. In other words, Real work that you don't like, you can't do. But but work of simcha, you can do because it's days of mishnah simcha. So we leave off by gufa, uh, which is the second wide line on hey Ahmed Bays.